And now, live on FXBGPublicRadio.com and the new iTunes app, this is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. With us in the building, we got special guests tonight, man. Pi Rail's in the building, man. One of the Bergs. What's going on, Pi? Not much, man. It's, uh, it's another day in the jungle. I came out super hyped for you. I feel like you got to match that energy, man. What's going on, man? We out here on the radio. I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, man. We appreciate me. you coming through, man. It was... Uh, it's funny because I, I think last week I just posted something about being in here. And you're just like, yo, when can I come through? And oh, yeah. literally, we set that up in a week, so. Made it happen. Super dope. Super dope to have you. Um, So, I guess let's get the rundown then. For people, obviously, this is FXBGPublicRadio.com. You're from the Berg. Um, but for people who don't know Pi Rail, you, you know, we got some outside listeners, Pyro, too. Pi Rail. Pi Like fire. Like fire. Oh, Pi Roo? Pi Roo. Pi Roo? Pi Roo. Pi Pyro. Roll? Pyro. Mm-hmm. Bro, you keep saying it to me. I feel like we're just saying the same I thing. Think, I don't I think know. my... I have a lisp. I just got my t- tooth taken out like about a week ago. Let's Pyro. Pyro. Yeah. My bad, man. I yeah. call you Pyro like twice. We got Pyro <laughs> in the building, man. See, I asked him what he wanted. To, that's not his real name, though. So, and I'm yeah. not going to give his government name. I know him by his real name. So, yeah. Pyro's in the building with us, but for people who don't know um, Pyro around here in Frenchburg, apparently even me, um, so <laughs> let's give us a rundown though, because I know obviously you've been making music here for for a little ages, bit. And, um, ages, man. It's but, been, you know, music is my thing. Um, I don't even really remember how I started making music. Um, I started from the beginning of time itself. Do you remember when? When? Like when did what, you when did you write you like your first rap maybe? I wrote my first rap. I was probably in the fourth grade. Fourth grade, and were you doing um, other music stuff? Were you like involved in choirs with church or anything or mm-hmm. any other singing? Or you just uh, went straight to rapping? I was just straight to rapping. Um, I got inspired by my brother, my older brother, and my neighbors. They used to sit around in the kitchen and just rap all day for you know for no reason beating on the table yeah and one of my neighbors had this piano like you know one of those uh, workstation pianos keyboards yeah casio yeah and he used to just sit there and make beats he used to sing mm-hmm. and they would just sit there around the table I, they used to rap and i used to just sit there like yeah yeah you know try to like mimic them <laughs> and like copy them and stuff like that right um but it led me it led to me writing my first rap and from there, I just kept rapping. Um, in the school, I started doing like battles and stuff at the lunch tables. Right. And uh, I actually came to Virginia and like started, you know, we formed like this little crew in high school. Well, where'd you come from before that? Before Virginia? Yeah. I was in Maryland. Mm-hmm. I was in Maryland. I was. No, I knew that. I was just trying to get you to plug it. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> came from Maryland. You came down here, younger age from Maryland mm-hmm. into the VA market. Yep. Was that different to you from coming from from that side? Because I, I feel like at that time, 
it was all like VA had that kind of vibe too with the clips. After the clips, everybody knew how to play that one beat on the table. So like, yeah, the grinding beat, everybody knew how to play. Like at least one person you knew knew how to play that on the table after that came out. And then it was like lunch lines out here in VA was crazy where you like, yo, everybody's outside. No one's even eating lunch. I used to, I don't even... But was it the same in Maryland? Because you, you know, yeah. your Maryland vibe was hype. Where you came from, where you seen it, like my family does this at my house. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, kids are doing it at school, and then you come down here, and you're like, oh, they're own. Okay, you all do this at school and shit for fun, and shit. Yeah. like y'all don't be rapping all day. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's that's what it was like, you know, because it was a new. In Maryland, I was used to knowing everybody. Right. You know, coming to Virginia, I didn't really know anybody. You know, like it was completely new to me. Like. Uh-huh. I'm not used to my school being like right down the street where right. it'd be like a five minute bus ride. They have an actual bus that pick you up. You don't got to take the city bus to school and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, believe it or not, when I was in Maryland, my bus ride to school was like about an hour long. Damn. Were you on a school bus or did you have to take the it actual was, city bus? It was a school bus. Okay. Yeah. That's and what's they up. used to come and pick us up and... And take us there. I went to school on a military base, and you know they had to go around and pick up other kids from other areas and things like that. So it was a long ass bus ride. Right. But the first day I came to Virginia, I was in fucking school. I was, <laughs> I was tight about that. You know, like how y'all go? Y'all not even gonna give me a moment to transition to get. I didn't even know the neighborhood yeah, yet. Like, I just gotta go to school. Something. But like now, nah, I'm just like thrown into this building with all these people I don't know, and it was just like it was a weird experience for me because I'm used to knowing everybody. You were in a younger age there, right? Yeah, I was like about, I don't know, 14, 15. Oh, so you're right at that time where you actually had, like, friends and shit. Like, where you're yeah. like, yo, I've been knowing these fools since yeah. first grade. Exactly. Like, we've been riding together the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up. That came, came down. And also, you, with that hour-long bus ride, you got hella raps to rapping, you know, <laughs> with that damn two hours a day on yep. the damn that, bus. That grinding beat would come on about two or three times. Mm-hmm. That song. You know, Grindel was big in Maryland too. Everything was, you know, the same. I guess it's, the music was the same. Right. We still had the same radio. What's stations. the area? That's why Mary, like, That's why they call it DMV because we kind of have like all of the music that that's mainstream is blended. You mm-hmm. know, like if you get into the independent market, you could tell the difference. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, these DC cats are rapping different than the VA cats, and the Maryland cats rap different than DC cats, yeah. and like, yeah. But mainstream wise, we all hold on to that thing because it's that DMV vibe where like we all are connected based off of one our sports teams and one mm-hmm. DC's not a our real fucking state. Team. Yeah, one DC's not even a state. So like they get <laughs> blended in with our like we just like one blend of like oh Wale and yeah. the clips and you know um, all them. Maryland doesn't doesn't do my favorite rapper out of Maryland is King Lewis and he's probably the illest rapper I'm a huge, huge of all time Jay-Z supporter of, like, not because other people think, like, his music has really, like, if you ever, like, The Blueprint is the perfect name for that as albums because all of his albums should have been called The Blueprint because if you were doing what he was talking about, you knew what the fuck was going on. He was teaching you how to move from one way into a different way. And if you were doing that shit, you got it. If you didn't, if you weren't in that kind of lifestyle and... Which is even funny to mention to Jay-Z because even like the Jays and the Bigs mentioned VA when they're talking about certain things. Took those mm-hmm. trips down to Maryland, yep. took those trips to VA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, if you were kind of involved with that kind of stuff, 
it really gave you perspective on how to fucking get your shit together and get the fuck up out of there. Yeah. Don't hey, don't be around here doing this. You might be the boss now, but you're gonna fuck around and get yeah, yourself fired. It always happens. Be your yeah. boss at a real business, and that's a real thing that like has always been a big message in his. But King Los lyrically is maybe one of the illest rappers of all time. And he's a cat out of Maryland. And people don't people don't really like he's been signed. He's signed. He's got a thing, but it's like I never actually heard I've heard of King Los. So I've never actually heard a song before. I've never had a chance to like sit there and listen, you gotta play something for listen me. Listen to man. war. Oh yeah, I'll play I'll play war. I, I'm a lot am I allowed to play a song? I'm allowed to play like real songs though. Right? I can't get in trouble for that yet. If I play a song that I don't have the rights to use, I can't get in trouble for that yet, right? If I stated someone else's song. It's not like for monetary selling That's what I was going to say. We're, we're broadcasting live. So I can't. Yeah. All right. Oh. Word. Well. Well, I'll play you one. You listen to it after. Yeah. You got some time after. We'll play it. I'll send you something. But, I mean, it's some fire shit. We'll play some of your stuff anyway. We'll get some of, get to some of that stuff, um, too. Because let's get back into that with you. So you started younger. Got up here around 14. So middle school ages. Now, um, what's the transition through the end there? Where'd you come from when you got here? Boom, what happened then? Well, um, let's see. I got here in Maryland. You know, started hanging around with some cats that rap. And, you know, we, we used to have this little crew. And we used to do, like, mixtapes, handing them around to school, selling yeah. mixtapes for, like, $2 or something. Yep. I, still, I still rock with them, too. Uh, my crew, Street Legends, is what we used to call ourselves. Um, one guy went to Atlanta. I haven't heard from him in years, actually. Busy J, that was, like, it was his idea. Right. You know, we used to just rap at the table. He was like, yo, we should, we should do this thing. Him and uh, Big Steve. You know, then we all was also with Slim Fred and then myself. We did about, I want to say, two mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Um, you did that while you were in high school? Yeah, while I was in high school. That's what's up. Then, like, after a while, you know, we kind of went our own separate ways as far as the music thing. So, um, Fred and Steve being closer to each other, they kind of started doing their own thing. I started doing my own thing. Um, and then we. No, we here now. Now I'm in. Uh, now I'm in Fredericksburg. That was in Alexandria. So mm-hmm. after high school, I came out here to Fredericksburg or King George or whatever. And but you've been doing shows out here in the Berg, right? You played a show out here. I think that's how I met you the first time. You played one of the shows I did. Does that am I wrong? In downtown. Yeah. You're a DJ. Yeah, I believe so. Those are the, yeah, I run those shows. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't market the fact that I run those shows, but I, those are, like, if I'm DJing the show, most likely I'm running it. Like, oh, I rented the venue and booked all the, booked all the shit, so. I, I think that's, um, I think that's how me and you got up there in the first place, is just, you know, just being around town and, and stuff and seeing everybody. So you're out here in the scene, and now, um, flashback to now. You got a new album coming out, or a new project. I, maybe if you're not calling it an album, maybe EP or mixtape. I do or... have a little EP I've been working on. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, I've been experimenting. So, you know how I mentioned I've been releasing songs like every week for the past year or so. Right. 
because I was going to release this EP last year, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what songs I was going to put on it. Right. So uh, being able to put out a whole bunch of songs, I can see which songs do the best. So I can put them on this EP and then probably put them on a more lucrative platform like iTunes or Amazon Music. I think you can do all of that at once now with like some music services like DistroKid and things like that. So that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that and I, I never stop working on music. So after that, I'll probably release an album or something and go from there. I've been trying to dabble my hands into video editing, but I be lazy with that shit. I was like, I've been working on one video for like the past two months. Dude, videos take forever though. It's a long, it's a long process. But that's a big thing. If you take it seriously, come over here to get your buddy EK over there to the FXBG Public Radio. Do you want to get some interning in on some projects, man? These guys do a lot of video and stuff, but you can't be slacking on it. You got to take it seriously. Yeah, most definitely. They'll let you intern over here with some, uh, if you, if you're learning or you already know some stuff. The only thing that holds me back from doing music videos is I try to, um, I try to do music videos for my own songs and it's hard to shoot yourself, you know, with a camera, you know, like, oh, if you don't have a camera guy either. Yeah, I mean, I can borrow somebody for a camera guy. Like, I can say, hey, like, grab my brother. Like, hey, let's help me shoot this scene real quick. But a lot of times he's busy, he's at work, or I'm busy, I'm at work. So, you know, the times don't really always align. You're hobbying it. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. why when it's a hobby, you're like, oh, hey, man, when we have free time, we're going to work on this. But, like, exactly. we're not going to make time to work on it, which is... <laughs> That's why you got to watch that, man. You definitely watch that shit, man. Get in. If you want to do it, get into it because it's definitely a good time. And this is the market for it because it's not a lot of of, lot of people that are actually doing these jobs. Like, we're building a market right now. So everybody's getting jobs out here based off of the fact that you're just doing it. Right. You don't even have to be... It's like that commercial when he's, oh, I'm one of the tattoo artists in town. And they're like, you mean you're one of the best tattoo artists? And they're like, no, I'm just one of the tattoo artists. <laughs> that's me. You're like, I'm one of the sound guys in town. Like, you're the best sound guy? You're like, no, nah, I didn't say that. I'm just one of them. There's there's nobody else. It's just my job. I didn't say I was the best, but nobody else has them. Like where you get these random platforms where you create them. Like we didn't have a radio show based off the fact like I I'm a producer. So I started producing. I have I have artists. I have my own independent label. You did too. work with J Cole too, right? I worked at Def Jam for a little bit. Flex with the name drop right there. I didn't <laughs> have to do it, but yeah. And that's my buddy Jermaine's my buddy. But we, you work with the labels and stuff, and they don't pay attention to your people. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey man, I got all these people in Fredericksburg. Why don't you come? And they're like, where? I'm like, man, where I'm from, man. I told you this last time we met. You told me you was going to look into it. We having another meeting. you like, where? Who? And I'm like, man, after two years of that shit, I was like, man, I'm going to go start my own shit. Like, we already had our own shit. So, like, man, I'm just going to go push my own label. Like, fuck telling Jerry what we're going to make. And that was one of the things working on his project with the Friday Night Lights was that we weren't, like, no, like, the project is fucking phenomenal. You've heard this shit. Mm-hmm. It's on SoundCloud. 
Yep. It's on SoundCloud because they wouldn't let us push that album. They were we're not pushing that. We're, uh, wow, we don't really. We don't think that it's time for that, or it's not time for your album, and it's not a whole thing. And Jay was like, "Fuck that, dude! I'm fucking." Not Jay Z. J Cole was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, fuck that! I'm fucking putting this out. I worked on this album. I'll put it out on fucking SoundCloud for free. I don't give like you guys said we can't put it out, and then boom, the numbers speak for itself. They said that it wouldn't sell." And now it's a fucking platinum on SoundCloud. And wow. you're not making any money off of it. No one's making any money off of this. Except SoundCloud. I mean, SoundCloud does it. SoundCloud is a free service provider. No, SoundCloud, well. It definitely SoundCloud at this time does it something would. to make money. Not um, now. Not now? Now they might, but not not now. Oh, no, and not, when this was, this was when SoundCloud, SoundCloud first oh, yeah. came out. This is before people were calling people SoundCloud rappers. They didn't know what SoundCloud yeah. was. That shit made me That was something SoundCloud. we found out. We found out. I remember we found SoundCloud. We were like, oh shit, you can put your shit all here for free. Yep. And it's on the internet on your own looking page. Like, oh, yeah, that, that shit was fire. I'm a little bit older. See, I'm 30. So that, that I, we came out right before Facebook was super big. Mm-hmm. YouTube, whenever we came out, what what's it? It's 2019. So 10 years ago, in what when we started in 2010, so nine years ago, 2010, YouTube, you had to have real cameras and real equipment to upload your video to YouTube. There was no your cell phone didn't directly upload. You couldn't just I don't I still think upload directly, but you you can go live on YouTube. Oh yeah, you can on your cell phone and on your things, and you could and that's your video. Back then, you had to record the video, take it off of your camera. You had to have a real camera to shoot it. Some sort of camera to shoot it. Put your motherfucking SIM card in your computer, upload it into the thing, <laughs> download that, that shit into the thing. You had to be like, actually know what you were doing. And like, it wasn't just like, oh, I just pulled out my cell phone and I'm on YouTube now. Yep. It was a whole thing. Facebook didn't have no live. Have it wasn't no jumping like that. People didn't even care about it. And so it was like a face-to-face combat type deal where you're like yo you got to be doing shows you have to be out seeing the, these people or else you're not going to actually get any fucking nobody's gonna buy your record right you have to be out we have to be out playing shows during the week and that's where we were in orlando so it was a lot easier because that's a bigger market but like Frenchburg, that's you know a lot of people don't get that and that's why like we don't have a market for that yeah, they'll let me do a... a hip-hop show once a month and i was doing it last year i did one show a month they're cool with that. They're like in in on it, but like it took a very long time. Like I said, nine I've been in this nine, ten years out here in the burg. Even though I worked at Def Jam, I fucking, you know, did the big albums. I've worked on this shit. I've always been this is my home. Mm-hmm. These are my artists. I have artists from here. So before even working with oh, these other guys like, oh, that's cool to get to work with so and so, but like I have my guys that I've been working with since day one. These guys need deals too. And, you know, that was a big thing where they kind of don't pay attention. But it is, it's a big thing about, you know, our city, which is nobody's paying attention. So that comes back to the point, which is all the jobs are open. If you're like, man, there ain't nobody, you know, like, like my thing, there is no way for me, me being a manager, artist manager, you know, I got five artists. I can't get none of my artists on the radio. Boom. We need to start a radio show. Nice. Now we can get our artists on the radio because now I host the damn show. So I can get whoever <laughs> on the show whenever we need to. We do that. You know, same with live shows. There are no live shows. Nobody's playing live hip hop shows. We'll go buy. I went and bought all the speakers and the microphones. I'll run them. 
you know i run them now i run shows you know you like and like a, like we were saying earlier that's why you like oh you dj'd that show i dj yeah fuck it i ran the show i dj'd the show i fucking booked the show did it all because nobody else is doing it so there are nobody's taking the jobs these jobs exist because the market doesn't exist why we build this market if you come in and say i do this job that's the job you do it's like old west you know like back in the day like hey i'm the i'm the the store clerk like why are you the store clerk you're like just because i said i was no one else was doing it. i'm i'm the fucking store clerk. Gotta do that i run the store yeah i run the store in town yeah i'm the fucking sheriff you're like why are you the sheriff you're like because nobody else is the sheriff you're like fair enough <laughs> if you're gonna go do the job what? you know what i mean you just start doing sheriff, the jobs yeah, and that's the way it is when there is no market. You go, dude, you want to shoot videos? Start shooting videos because nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the best time to get in because we're as we build the market, the more that we build it, the the harder it does become to get into it because it starts to become like the Not other stuff where, yeah, what everybody says, like it's trying to, it's like me trying to get you a job in someone else's city. And you're like, but you run the city. You're like, but now we're working with all these other businesses. You weren't here. They don't know what your resume is. You build your resume on free time. Nobody's paying attention. I did five shows. I made these five videos. Now I'm the video guy. Based off of that, I already did five videos. Now when you come here, I'm the video guy. You know what I mean? It is is, is, is really unbelievable to me that a lot of people have the ambition of wanting to do it and don't realize that Like that's the reason they don't do it. No one else is doing it. Why would you do it if somebody else was already doing it? That means that's already somebody else's job. Yeah. That would be, you know what I mean? Oh, man, I, I would started. be, I would do video if more people did video in town. If more people did video in town, you would get less business. It would be stupid for you to start doing business if that's other people did it. That's how I started making it. beats. That's how I started making beats. I, I needed, um, you know, I wanted to do like original beats. Like I, when I first started to. recording, you know, I used to just go online and look up jay-z instrumental or download uh an instrumental mixtape yeah. uh the jay arms joints been there um, yeah so and, and just go on them but then eventually i was like you know if i really kind of want to be lucrative with this you know i can't just go on other people's beats so i i tried looking for people to make beats for me and at the time there was not a single soul that was making beats right so you know um one of my friends told me about FL Studio. Yeah. And then I got into FL Studio, started. Shut up, Fruity Loops. And at first it took off slow. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You open up Fruity Loops for the first time and be like, what the fuck is this? What right. am I supposed to do? Like click the little boxes and, and then what? Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you know, like now, 14 years later, you know, like I feel like I can, if I wanted to, I could... You do it in five FL seconds. Studio, studio school, yeah. You can't. You can just. And that's what I was saying. Same thing about the video. Which you, oh, you just <laughs> did it. You have, if you do it now, you know how to do it. That's how you learn how to do it. That's what I always tell all the people. Resume is bigger than any words that you can speak. Is your resume? resume Go do that shit. I do these shows. Some of them are not sold out. Some of them have very little people in them. I've done shows with that have bombed. Are you like, yo, I put on this show. There's 50 people here. We thought there's going to be fucking 500 people here. There's 50 <laughs> people here. 
bombed it out. You know what I mean? But the whole fact is, whenever I put this on my resume to talk to somebody else, they don't ask me how many people were there. Did you do it still? Mm-hmm. I ran that show. So I have experience for three hours running this show. It doesn't matter how many people were there, how many blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's a, that is irrelevant. The fact is we did the work. So no matter, you know, no matter how, how big or small the event turnout was, the work was done. So I'm able, you know what I mean? That's the whole point. You're able to do the work. I know how to do the shows because we do the shows. We could do them big, small, whatever. Just do the work. But no, if nobody else is doing it, that's definitely the job that you want. That's the funniest thing to me. Well, nobody's doing it, so I can't do it. If nobody else is doing it, that's the reason that's, you should do it. Because that's the nobody main reason why you do it. You could be number one with no competition. That is literally the best <laughs> business fucking plan that you could start with. Uh, I don't know if I'm that good, but there's nobody else doing it to compete with me. So at this point, everybody has to hire you to do this job, which gives you experience to get better at it. Indeed. That's the only way. Practice makes perfect. I mean, it is what it is. But also, I'd like to point out, too, don't, yeah, the instrumental shit, dude, you got, like, some of y'all artists need to watch that shit because I'll tell you from working at Def Jam and talking to the the regional managers and things, they don't listen to that shit. If you play a song that comes in, it doesn't even reach their desk. Their interns listen to the music before they get it. And if they push play and they hear a instrumental that is already an industry beat, they it's just already turned off. They don't even listen to you rap. They're just like, that's that's Rick Ross song. That's Jay-Z song. That's a Lil Wayne song. It doesn't even matter what you said. If you could have been the best fucking rapper of all time, they don't even listen to it. And that's the same thing with CDs. He's like, yo, I got my CD. I was standing outside with... Um, I don't know if I should say this. I'll say McGriff. He's the Northeast Directional Manager of Def Jam at this time. And we were in Richmond. He, they were down here doing a showcase in Richmond. This motherfucker's got his damn, his Bentley coupe right outside there. They drove down from New York. It was wintertime, so it's all like fucking, it's got all like, you know, like, like all the, it's all, no, it was all dirty. It was dirty from them driving oh, on the highway, oh, which is why I knew it was his. So I was like, these oh, motherfuckers, yeah. he was just driving the two-door Bentley dirty as shit because it got all the, you know, the ice shit from the, whatever comes up off the road. They came from New York, but like sand and car was dirty as shit. I was like, man, it's crazy. But I was talking to him and somebody walked up and was like, hey, man, can you listen to my CD? And hand it to him. And he was looking at it for a minute. And he was like, hey, man, let me ask you a question. And he was like, if you did your resume to a job, any other job, would you uh, do it in crayon? And they were like, nah, man, I don't think so. And he's like, why would you hand me a CD that's got marker written on it? And he oh, was wow. like, dude, this is not this is not professional at all. What am I supposed to do? He's like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. And he pointed at his car, and he's like, I tossed these out the window. I don't even listen to him because why not? He's like, why you wouldn't put – it costs $50 to get CDs pressed. Why wouldn't you – you're not going to put $50 into yourself to present this project to me when you want me to give you $100,000 and you won't put fifty into yourself first to make sure you have a product that's willing to sell? I said, nah, I don't even want to listen to it. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Because like, he wasn't rude about it, but he broke it down in a way. And I'm like, this is how Presentation is these people think, though. And that's why. Be, like, it's not the old days anymore. Yeah, where I mean, they're like, hey, man, I brought this mixtape because that's the only way. Now that shit is so digitally marketized, there's no way that you can't find somewhere that will press your CD. Yeah, 50, 100 bucks. 
You could probably walk down the street and find somebody to do that. Well, actually, not a Fredericksburg. You can't but no, nah, but I mean, you can find somebody. And the big thing about it, too, though, and this is one that always gets me, is that my personal one with artists, especially local artists in town, is that you got on $200 J's, you done bought a new Gucci shirt, fucking $175 <laughs> for this show, right? Mm-hmm. And then you like, oh, that guy, you're dope. Let me get a card. I don't have no business cards. It costs ten ninety nine to get business cards at like fucking Vistaprint. You get 500, 500 business oh, cards for ten dollars. Shout out Vistaprint. He's give me another fucking promo. Unless you don't, man. But Vistaprint will make you five hundred business cards for ten dollars. That's that's a phenomenally cheap price for you to have something that makes you look a little bit more professional, professional. and just ready because oh hey pull out your cell phone real quick i'll give you my number this is not you know what i mean you're not picking up bitches <laughs> you picking up a bitch that's that's slick you know what i mean hey give me your phone yeah oh, hold on let me let me put my shit in on your facebook or you think hold on give me your phone real quick i'm gonna put my number in that's cool you talking to somebody in business that's mm-hmm. why oh, here's my card you give them a card it's a lot easier to remember you it's a flex you know, also you're professional something they'll see there in a in the physical realm, and like on their desk, you know, um, right but, there in their cup holder. They, but you, know you don't throw say? away business cards, which is a thing too. If you give you a piece of paper or some shit, you throw random papers out of your pocket. If you pull out something, you're like, "This is a card." You'll throw that shit on your desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just like, "Oh, it's on the desk." I have a whole desk full of cards. I don't know who they're from, but I that's what I. Oh, you can always. Pick this them is up trash. And- this is trash. Oh, this is a business card. Okay, well, let me throw this it, just in case. It makes it easier to remember because. You know, like who who goes through their contact list on their phone? Like, you know, I might meet somebody a week ago. Like, if, if I haven't seen them or heard from them in like two weeks, you know, I'm not gonna sit there and be thinking about them. Or and I don't go through my phone list, my contact list on my phone to like nope. try to remember people or anything like that. You know, like. You know, I just you don't think about I it do though the same either. things on my phone every day <laughs> because well that's why too I I was I was talking about this the other day is I remember people's faces more than names we're like I was doing it to you and that's why and I'm fucking like oh man I can't remember your name but I know that I know you you know what yeah. I mean not you specifically but like I know other people like I know you but like I know other people like, I'm like I know that I know you from being at a show or something but like can't remember what the fuck your name is and the whole thing but like you said i do two shows on tuesday two on friday you're like i was on your radio show like two weeks later i've already done eight shows i don't fucking remember like (laughs) i do know like if you bring up specifically what uh, it was but i'm like i don't Um, remember yeah. (laughs) yeah when i was on your show and you said this or that i'm like i dude i've done fucking eight shows since then i don't specifically like you got to go a little bit more in depth with me and that's why because i know you you know what i mean like it's not me trying to be disrespectful it's just like we see a lot of people and we're constantly working with different people yeah so unless you're one of the people i see every day this is the only other place i work besides at my studio so like ek and and devin and and uh scott i see these guys fucking four or five times a week i see everybody else i might have seen you once in the last month you're on the show for an hour Mm-hmm. You know, I see these fools multiple times. They're like this is that's what I remember. You know, I remember talking to them. Where you're like, oh yeah, when we were at the studio, I was talking to EK or 
talking to one of the guys that I know and like, you know what I mean? But you're like the radio interview. Like, I don't remember. I know you were on the show, but I don't specifically yeah, remember. short-term memory now. <laughs> your whole, yeah, so you what? But that's, but it's not even short-term memory. It's just, there's so much in between. Like you, you coming on the show tonight is you're here tonight. Oh shit. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, I'm here tonight. Oh, I did the radio last Tuesday. Next Tuesday, by next Tuesday, I'm already going to have done two shows and then have to do two shows on Tuesday. So, you know, I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah I remember. Uh, when are you doing another showcase? Another showcase? Uh, uh-oh. He's bringing the heat on me. I mean, I, I, it just, I, it I just haven't been doing them. I haven't been head. doing them ask. on purpose because people didn't appreciate it. You've been to some of them, man. They, nobody comes out. It's hard to get people to come out, and then people are blaming it on me. Where I'm like, yo, like you've been to the show, you noticed like, hey, there might be, like I said, oh, there's only like 40, 50 people here right now. And you're like, why are there more people? And you're like, these are the people that I invited. These are the artists that are playing. That's what I I booked a show for artists. Mm-hmm. I thought you guys were gonna fucking sell tickets. That's why I put you on the damn bill. Right. So some artists didn't get in. They are getting kind of like, oh, I want to get paid $50 to play the show. And I'm like, well, it's $5 a ticket. Sell 10 tickets and you can have 50 bucks. Like, I can't sell 10 tickets. Like, the, that's, where that's the fuck do you easy. think the money's coming from for me to pay you? You know what I mean? I just paid $400 to rent the venue. I'm doing sound myself. So I didn't have to pay another $100 to $200 for a guy to run exactly. sound for it. Right. And now you want me to pay $50 and the only 40 people here are the people that I invited. The fuck is the point of putting on a show for you? If you're not going to bring no people, this is supposed to be your show. It's not, nobody comes to see me fucking push buttons. That's not, Oh, look at Nick over there turning fucking knobs. He's killing it. So like as an artist, if you can't ask 200 people, two, 300 people to come watch you perform then you, they shouldn't be doing performances and these kind of commitments. People abrogate, don't get obligations. I've been around for a long time and we've played some pretty big shows. And I'll tell you, opening for J. Cole or Yellow Wolf um, at Beachroom in Orlando, to open for them, you have to sell 50 tickets. And those are $20 tickets, $20, $25 tickets. You have to sell those to be an opener. And that is a guarantee. And that is the same number, 50 to 75, for you to get your own event. Not at the beach room. You, you got to like 5,000 people to play at the beach room. Oh, but you know what I mean? But I, they I have a smaller event. Different. The social is right next door. You can have like a couple hundred people play there. But you got to have at least 50 to 75 people guarantee tickets sold for you to be able to perform at the venue without even, you might still have to pay. But that is the that is the minimum is 50 people. So when I'm telling you 10 people at five dollars a head, that's you just paying for your own. money. You want fifty dollars. Earn it. I gave you a job. I'm I'm giving you a spot, a place to perform. I'm paying for that. Cost Mm -hmm. me fucking two, two to four hundred dollars to rent a venue. Now I'm going to run the sound for you. Bring all the mics, bring all the shit, get the people. Get the whole thing. All you need to do is invite your friends and do the rest of, you know, do your part as an artist. But that's why you just, oh, you, you want me to put on the show, pay for the show and then pay you. If I'm paying you, that means that you're making me money. Right. That's the reason Beyonce sells out Madison Square Garden 
they give her a set price. Oh, whatever. Oh, we gave you $10 million. She sells out Madison Square Garden. That's because they're making $50 million. Yep. Off a of ticket, off of drinks, and the whole everybody's making more money because you're in the building. So we gave you a ridiculous amount of money because we're going to make way more money than that. How I'm supposed to pay all the money, not make any money, and then pay you? The reason I booked you for the show was because you were supposed to bring the people. Mm-hmm. That was why I put your name on the flyer. I thought <laughs> your name was going to bring people here. You thought I was going to bring people here as a producer? I don't fucking rap. I don't sing. Like, what, people are just going to, hey, man, you really set those speakers up nice. Look at that. Oh, man, you came in here. You killed it, Nick. Man, we, we paid $10 <laughs> to see you put those speakers up. No, they came to see you play. And that's why it's a bummer to people. And and also, people didn't stay around. Artists would perform and leave. Oh, we got somewhere else to go. We got something oh, yeah. else. And people hate that, dude. The artists that play last hate it because they've been waiting to play. You left. You didn't wait to support them. The people that came to see you, you didn't even hang out. You're fucking famous all of a sudden because you got some damn show downtown. I feel you. That's That's big headed. And that's why. So I said, I'm going to take my ball and go home. I don't fucking need, you know, that's why I took my artist. Duck got a radio show on Friday, Right Side Radio, and Dizzy is a comedian, and I both of their I'm managing them very heavy underneath my management company. They both have their own radio shows now, so I don't even need them to do like fuck it. If you don't want to come out and pay, you don't play. These guys got music coming out or new content coming out. You see it every week, not once a month, not in person. (laughs) You don't once a week. It's on YouTube. Go check out YouTube and go watch them do their own shows. Nice. Just on the internet. We go live on the internet if you want, but you gotta start linking them. But that, I mean, it's just dead out here. It's it's not it's not the artist. I mean, it's part of the artist's fault, but it it's the the community. It in is general. the artist show, you know. Um, I feel like well, just a the lot community of beauty in general is not a selling. A lot of artist. artists locally, I think, um, especially around the area, don't. They're looking for overnight success. TV. They don't, they don't put in that work or that effort. You know, they might say, "Okay, I'm doing a show." You know, but everybody's gonna be looking at it as like a local artist, and they're like, oh, "Do I kind of want to come to that show?" But they have if- the idea of, "I have an idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a rapper. I got a show. There's gonna be a whole bunch of people there. We're gonna make a whole bunch of money and sell a whole bunch of things." And then you don't realize. There are so many steps in between exactly that you didn't. Oh, I just want to make. I'm playing. It's supposed to be like, like what I saw on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't think they put in a work ethic. Independent grind is not like, like what you instance, see on TV. If you ask 200 people to come to your show, mm-hmm. you can get at least 10 people to come to your show. Right. You no, know, I like l- looking at numbers like that. Maybe not everybody will come, you know, because everybody, most people might be busy. You oversell and under, and under, uh, you under, under expect. You can get, uh, exactly. You know, like, don't set expectations, but knowing the more people you ask, you know, the better chance you have at getting more people to come. Right. You know, and that's how it starts off. Your music is one of those things that you know because of because of social media and the internet we're kind of whitewashed to it like we see an artist and we're like oh okay it's another soundcloud artist or something but music spreads through word of mouth so like you might get two people to come to your show right 
Um, they just happen to have the time looking for something to do. Oh, I heard so-and-so is having a show. Let's go check it out. Mm. And then you just fucking rock the shit out that show. And, you know, next thing you know, they're telling other people about it. You do more shows, keep telling 200 people about it. And over time, you know, it, it starts to create a snowball effect. Well, what you say, though, too, we said something earlier that is more. It's not even telling people. It's asking 200 people to come that's a big thing that artists don't do is have the intimate connection mm-hmm. i asked you to come that's why people are like how do you get all these people to come like i called these people how do you get them to come to these events and do all this shit i called them i didn't fucking facebook this fool i called you and asked i know you saw my facebook post because you liked it you commented on it and i called you about it like same mm-hmm. with you like, that, hey i want to be on the show boom i'm link up with you like in person, we're not gonna talk in chats and this like no. Let's make it happen next week. Right now, let's do it. And that's the big thing is asking people those making them feel a part of it. When you start acting famous and then you're like, Oh man, you should be you you're gonna wanna be there. Don't not be in the building. But that's not asking somebody to come. Yeah. You're telling them not to not come. Oh, don't it's gonna be sick, it's not it's not intimate to the yeah. fan when you're like, yo. You know, you asked me to come. I came to see you because you asked me to come. You didn't just ask everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have asked everybody too, but you personally asked me. I feel like I want to come now because I feel like I'm part of it. Versus like, oh, this is just some shit you posted on Facebook. To everybody. any This is to every and anybody. It's not to me. And that's where people lose the disconnect with like, why are you guys not supporting me? You're not like you're not mm-hmm. actually talking to the people. You're but. talking at everybody like you're already <laughs> famous or you got some platform. You know, that's what people get. I see people do that on the radio because you see there's no cameras on here. It's just me and you talking. Mm-hmm. But you'll see people start to get like, hey, yeah. And I'm like, who are you talking to? You know, if y'all not paying attention, then then F it, man, because, you know, everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, who? Who are you talking to? Like, right. if you're mad at somebody for not for not following you, you yelling right now on the radio about it, you're not even fucking talking to those people. Right. You're talking about the people who aren't listening to the people who are listening, which now just, you just yeah. put them out. Now, I'm listening. You didn't fucking shout me out or nothing. You just going to shout out fucking Jerry that you hate all the damn time. <laughs> I'm on the fucking station right now listening to you. Jerry's not even on here. Like shit. And that's, you know what I mean? But that's why people don't, you know, you start talking at everybody instead of to to the people, which is the whole point that you, you know, having a voice for a platform and and the art is to get your voice out and people respect your message and your art. And that's why I see your art. Those are the people who fuck with you. Those are the people who you need to be talking to. You know, you spending all the time talking. Oh, man, you guys don't never. I post stuff all the time. Y'all never listen. Who the fuck are you talking to? If you post stuff all the time and they never listen, they are not listening to this post right now. Right. So you're just fucking posting to all your people who do listen and do follow you about some motherfucker who doesn't follow right. you. Now you made me feel like, why in the fuck do I follow you then? Maybe if That's I don't right. follow you, I'll get more, you know, I'll get some more play or like, something. You know, it's something, you know, um. It's like one of those things, appreciate what you have. Right. You know, take care of those things that you have and grow those things that you have because, you know, if someone someone doesn't do, you can't make people's choices for them. 
Well, they say that um, if they don't want to listen. They're not. They're not gonna they listen. Said, they, they said force you figure out. They said everybody tries to figure out whether the glass is half full or half empty. And they're like, when you should just be thankful that there's water in the glass at all. Like you know what I mean? And that that shit stuck with me pretty heavy. Like I don't know who the hell said that, but I was like, that's. Oh, I said that shit. That's the <laughs> truth. I mean, it was on some. It was probably on a movie or some. It's probably like a famous quote because that shit is like. But that is, and it makes you think that about that. Because like, oh, glass. I'm more of a half half full type guy or I'm more of a, you know oh it should have been a full glass you're like, well, you like I'm be thirsty this happy you got water empty. you could have no water yeah you know was it full or is it half full and you're like it could be empty it's not empty though right. so, it was it had water in it then I got thirsty and drank it now but that's, I gotta fill it up again but that's the point but that's you know what I mean but if you're thirsty you're not thinking that is this only a half a glass of water? Well, <laughs> fucking, you come out the desert, fucking about to die and shit. Someone give you a half a glass of water, you gonna drink the shit out? You go. Hey, is there more the water? Glass? Is there more? Yeah. Oh, it's not. This doesn't look full. <laughs> fucking, I don't care if it's dirty right now. I'm as long as there ain't Flint water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Flint with no water, man. Yeah, I heard somewhere that Elon Musk was supposed. To, he said. He was going to fix all that for them. Dude, the big thing with that is how in the fuck did we not fix that? Like, at what point is that not everybody's issue? Like, it's, you can't just fix some it's pipes. It's city's issue. You know, like, they're having, um, I guess they're having a war with their water distributor. But that's um, why, because they switched company. it. That's what happened, is mm-hmm. that they were getting water from a reservoir, and now they're getting it from the river, or from a lake, right. well, and they switched it. They were it. getting it from a company. You know, um, like, you know, we have all these water utilities companies in the area. and Shout out to Whale Water. <laughs> and, I got free water. And what happened with them, like, their water got too expensive, and the city was going broke. So they cut off their contract with the one water company and either started getting their water from another company that was from somewhere else. But the it came water from the river. Ready. It came yeah. from one of the lakes. One of them came from a reservoir and then the other one comes from a lake. But it was the new pipes. But my whole thing is if they had money to switch companies to make new pipes to a different reservoir... Why in the fuck don't you just fucking fix it? Like you yeah. had, like fix that shit and clean water's available. Also, it's that's what America. I'm saying, dude. It's America, <laughs> bro. Like as that's a government issue to me. And I'm not like into politics or nothing like that, but like that shit should be like I know we're a democracy and not fucking uh, you know, whatever the fuck they call that shit where everybody Communism. gets Communism. No, everybody gets everything for free. Communism. Uh, that's not communism, dude. Communism. Oh, socialism. Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. But yeah, where you get everything. But dude, certain shit like drinking water, dude. This is America, dog. You gotta have water in the city. I don't give like the government's got to like got just pay for that shit, dude. It can't cost that much money to fucking fix the water <laughs> in one city. Yeah, you know water. what I'm saying? It's like, water in a city. Like collect rainwater. Put in some big fucking ass pipes down, dog, and put it in some clean water in that motherfucker. It can't yeah. be. They do that shit all the time. It's just like a, a crazy project. But as long as that's been, it's funny because people don't talk about that as much as you would think they would. But, I mean, that's fucked up because people are getting people fucked are, up off of that shit. They yeah, say people, people like kids are getting sick, sick and shit. Dying, and, all that shit. Yeah, man. That's some that's some heavy shit, dude. I think that that's, you know, there should be some sort of funds in our government for that. Because, like, yeah, if your water's fucked up, this ain't, you know, I almost said something fucked up. Obama was president. 
I'm gonna say this ain't Obama Africa. <laughs> you know how we gonna have you know Jay Z's and Akon are getting water to Africa. We gotta <laughs> we got a damn city, and them motherfuckers are making three mile long. You know what I mean? Six mile oh, long yeah. pipelines to help these. Mo- you got all these billionaires. They could do all it, but these, so it can happen. It's a big thing though because that falls down to it's not. It's technically not their responsibility, though. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean doesn't that mean you have to do shit. With you it should you. do that, and it, you know, and you could, but that's a big thing too, which is getting involved with some other shit where you know, like when you do have money and you get involved with some shit, other people start coming for you. So, mm-hmm. hey, we fixed the water in Flint. The water's dirty again. You're a billionaire. Elon Musk fixed the water. <laughs> now the water's dirty. Now it's Elon Musk's fucking problem. You're like, it wasn't my problem before. Now I put this shit in. Now it is my problem. Right. And now everyone's blaming it on me. And also, I have a lot of money for these damn court cases, which might start coming in a lot more frequently now that it's my name on there instead of the government. So, I guess there's loopholes and shit and and helping people, but I guess that's the big thing. Stop being dicks, everybody. People are trying to help you. Stop trying to fuck them over. You just, oh, Elon Musk gonna get us water. We gonna sue the shit out of his ass as soon as this water go back. That's that's, why you... That's crazy, because people do that shit, too. Oh, dude, they change on you in a second, dude. They be mad. Everyone's mad at Jay-Z now. Everybody's mad at... Oh. Jay-Z for signing the NFL deal. Oh, oh you working with the NFL. The motherfucker's a businessman. Yeah, hell yeah. Who I wouldn't? I not think of it. Shut up. If I got a job for the... Uh, motherfucker, you going, you going not take a job <laughs> at the NFL? You right. tell me. It's a billion-dollar corporation, Doc. That's... Especially that's, coming that's from a musician? Yeah. You know, like, I don't feel like... You know, I, I don't like the concept of sports where, you know, it feels like they own the players and they can just sell and trade players. You know, like, I don't like that concept of the NFL, but, you know, it, it does bring a lot of opportunity to, you know, a lot of physically talented people. Mm. You know, so, like, with the whole Kaepernick thing, like, okay, you try to do, um, you kneel down and people got mad at you for it and... You know, that's not to say that's the reason why he's not in the NFL. You no, know? um, but that's it's, that's what people are saying is why politics. he's not in the F- NFL. It is politics. It's politics, and that's why you didn't do what you're supposed to Any business is a business, and that's a big thing, which is why regardless of your belief in what you brought something that had nothing to do with this into work. Which is, you know what I mean? We didn't fucking, we're not out there fucking, we don't own the police that are killing these people. Mm -hmm. We can't control the police killing these people. We play football. We're entertainers. We have a segment away from, that's what we do. Right. Our thing is to, this is something happy, man. That's how, you know, like after 9-11, the big thing was baseball and baseball is back. Everybody's united. You know what I mean? We're playing teams that can't stop us. Because we're united. This is what we do. You know, we're going to have fun and do something we like to do. Entertainment. Right. You brought it in where it had nothing to do with them. And that's why. You're like, you brought some shit to us that we didn't want to do. We didn't say, we didn't, we're not killing the people. We're not protesting that that is right. Right. But we don't have anything to do with that. That is a big fucking no-no topic to touch on. 
Right. That's why. And it's not that we agree with it. Especially on company time. It's not, that's why. It's not that we agree with it. We definitely agree that there's places and there's times to do shit. And that's where they You can't do that shit at your job. This is a job. At the end of the day, it's a job. Regardless if you're an entertainer or not, it's a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can get... You get, you know, even Kanye was getting fucking his balls busted whenever he started ranting at his shows. Yeah. People are like, dude, we didn't come here to see you fucking rant for 30. Dude, we'll sing Jesus Walks. We want to see you sing, dude. <laughs> I think he has a whole gospel album coming out. He does have a gospel album. I have a gospel album coming out, too, by you the do? way. Not, I'm not singing it, but shout out Tony, man. Hell, shout out November 23rd, man. We're going to be out here um, up at the Eagles Lounge doing a fashion show. We got... Tay, the Prince coming out. He's got that new John Legend project. John Legend's his uncle, but he's been producing his project. We got Tony's project coming out um, that we're going to be recording. I'll be recording that one, but we'll be doing the live show on November 23rd down at the Eagles Lounge. So make sure you guys come out, check out that fashion show. Um, you guys can get tickets on the Eventbrite. I don't have anything on my computer screen. I'm just making this shit up as I go. So I don't know where. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just music. It didn't look like I was reading it right. I stared at it. I stared at it. Yeah, it's just it's my music. <laughs> I freestyled this whole show. I have notes in my brain. Okay, it's Adam. It's us. We're having fun, man. That's why we just talking. It's a conversation. Yeah, that's why. I mean, we got a conversation. And before we get out of here, because. We have when you time flies when you just chatting. Um, we got a couple minutes left. Um, you got a new project oh, coming wow. out, and you got a song that you're gonna drop tomorrow. I'm putting you to it. You said it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not putting you to it. I read. I that don't news. have the song that I'm gonna drop tomorrow, but um, now you gotta play have... anything. But where can they find it? We just want to get you. Make sure you're on Spinrella. And if I get followed on Instagram, you know that's where I make like all my announcements and that's where you can find all the songs I've been releasing in like the past couple months to a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I love the way that you just promoted that. So, um, I'm going to say not to make fun of you, but like Instagram is a very big platform. So like maybe tell them like your name on Instagram. <laughs> hey, go to Instagram and find me. Yeah. Like uh, maybe go like, where? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just walk in. It's I'm, on Instagram, yeah. I'm somewhere in the room. Go ahead, yeah. It's a, it's a big website, bro. What, what's well, uh, um, what is your Instagram for them well, to find I, you? I, I honestly, this might sound stupid, but I have to look up my Instagram name. Okay. Um, I think I, I've changed it like like two or three times. I don't even I'm have here. one, so I can't even say nothing. My Instagram name is that nigga rap. That nigga rap. T H A T N I G G A R A P. That nigga rap. So I'm, <laughs> I'm there. This this might be a stupid question, but if I'm white, am I allowed to type that into a search? <laughs> I was type just it. thinking that. I was like, well, don't say that out loud, white fans. But like, yeah, okay. That N word rap. <laughs> Will it yield the same search results? <laughs> Well, you can take the you can take the sound clip of me saying that and, and uh, transcribe it text to speech. Oh no, he's getting everybody. Uh, we got a hate crime on the show tonight. Oh man, he's getting white Don't people fucked up tomorrow on World Stars. Hey, it's alright. Um, I was trying to find the new song, but so you're gonna you plan on dropping something tomorrow? You said yes. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna drop tomorrow. I was, cause you know, like I said earlier, I have a whole library of songs, mm-hmm. uh, like hundreds and hundreds of songs that I've done throughout the years, and every like 
a week or two, I just like go through a couple. Like, all right, I want to release this one. I want to release this one. And um, do verses. Verses. That's funny because no, is verses is Mortal Kombat style. Post mm-hmm. two songs and get them to vote. Ah, uh, just pick which one goes uh, on the album. Be like, yo, these are two that I can't figure out which one I want. And then you're like, nice. pick which one goes on the album. That's nice. And then you can, you know, get your votes up to see who who gonna vote on which album you do. Yeah, if people pay attention to it, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's I don't have thing. a very big following. I would stay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm horrible on the internet. I got a good following on my show, right? I don't know. We didn't do numbers this month, but I'm up there somewhere. My numbers are like. You said do verses. I. I know, yeah, no, I, I got it. I opened up my notes. I was like, yeah, I dropped this verse. Hold on, I'll do it real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, We got, uh, we out of time. We got time for one verse, EK? Uh, All right, let's do a verse then. You going, oh. Uh, do you, you want, want me to drop an instrumental or? You want me to? Uh, I might have, have, I might have some verses on my phone. Um, if you don't want to do We're at the end of our hour anyway. We are. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to it next time. We yeah, come we'll back after the. Um, I'll, hey, I'll play the song next week. Whatever you decide to drop tomorrow, I'll play. I'll start the show next week with Can't the song play. that you pick to drop um, tomorrow. So if you guys um, make sure you follow him on the Instagram on the Spinrilla. Where's the Spinrilla? Spinrilla. Um, if you look up Rashid, aka Pyro, it usually shows the last song I released. So the last song I released last week was like Amazing Feeling, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like a little freestyle track. I was working on this album or mixtape. Now I'm getting long winded, but I was working on this mixtape where um, I wanted I wanted to keep it like an authentic feel. I didn't want to write anything down. So me and my brother was just always in the studio chilling while making beats. I was like, yo. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to freestyle. freestyle to this right now. Check Some it. of them came out hold really on. well. Yeah. Hold on, my headphones ain't on yet. <laughs> He'll be like, hold on, let me add this to the beat. Let me add this there. And like, right. you know, but so like most of the time I didn't get get a chance to record. I would have to write some shit down and like try to remember everything. But um, but yeah, uh, that's where amazing feeling came from. Where it was just, uh, it's one of those things where you freestyle, but it came out well. So, you know, like, huh? Okay, no, that's what I wanted to do with the um, with the album that I was working on at the time, which was uh, shit, forgot the name, SBF Wham Part Two. That's what's up. Well, we'll play that, man. We got Pyro in the building, man. We gotta get out of here because it is oh, yeah. after my time. Make sure it you guys, is. what we got, we got on the board up there. Is that coming on tonight? So, guys, make sure you check out The Plank after this show on fxbgpublicradio.com. Um, I'm Nick, as always, your host. This is Below the Deck, man. We have Pyro in the building, Thank man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show, we'll man. we do this again. Yeah, we'll definitely be you back, did. man. I'm gonna drop, um, I'll drop his news track next week on Below the Deck, um, whatever he decides to pick tomorrow. But make sure you guys go follow him on his Instagram, social media, and Spinrilla. But for everybody... Um, should I'll be back on Friday with the with the Friday lineup, but if uh, you guys are on below the deck, I will see you next Tuesday. It's Nick as always. Peace. That nigga rap.